Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and my guest today is Helene Goldberg, who uh, studied piano pretty intensively as a child, uh, for various reasons wasn't able to continue that. Uh, years went by, she f- had a family, she uh, formed her own business, uh, selling fabrics and sewing notions and tools uh, online. And about seven, six or seven years ago, I believe she thought she just gave, decided to go back to playing piano. Uh, and um, after a few years, there came a point when basically she wasn't able to play because of pain. And that took her to the Alexander Technique. And we're going to just talk today a little about her experiences with the technique. Uh, Helene, welcome to the show. Thanks, Robert. It's great to be here. It's, it's great talking to you. We've been in correspondence by email on and off for the last little while. Um, could you, could you uh, begin by giving our listeners your very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, from what I understand and my experience of it is that uh, the body is designed in a particular way to work with your skeleton and your, your muscles and everything is designed in a particular way. However, what happens over time is that we start using our bodies incorrectly and we form habits where we, we're either using the wrong muscles to do things or we're using the right muscles but using them more than we need to. And both of those scenarios lead to pain and injury. And the Alexander Technique allows me to, or allows one, to unlearn those bad habits and to uh, uh, learn how to use our body correctly so that we can perform whatever tasks we're doing um, without pain and without injury. Oh, that's good. I like that. And hmm. so you, um, I I would imagine, it's, it's quite possible you never heard of the Alexander Technique <laughs> until fairly recently, right? That's correct. And and it, it, it occurred because of basically just not being able to play due to pain. Is that is that right? Yeah. What happened is that uh, I, it's a, this gorgeous story that I'm sure we don't have time for here, but uh, I found my the teacher that I had when I was a child was a concert pianist and his son uh, I, I'm taking lessons from him now mm-hmm. and um, uh, having the time of my life and playing and I had to stop because I was in so much pain with my right arm that I, I just couldn't play anymore uh, I went to see a rheumatologist and he said oh no problem I'll just give you a cortisone shot in the wrist mm-hmm. and I'm thinking Ugh, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> right. So uh, I thought, well, let me look and see if there are other options, you know. And I did a search on the internet and I think I typed in something like uh, pain in arm while playing the piano, something as you know, simple as that. And I think one of the first responses was a website by someone who uh, had all sorts of information about how to, how to play without pain. And on the uh, sidebar, I had a link to Alexander, amongst other things. But... I clicked on that link and 
as I read about it, I thought, oh, my gosh, I think I found the answer. <laughs> so that's how I came to it and, and uh, found that there's a school here in Melbourne where I live mm-hmm. um, and uh, got in touch with a teacher who happens to live a, a, a you know, suburb away from me, a, a town away from me, and uh, so a very short distance. And I've started learning uh, from her how to uh, use my body correctly when I play. Well, we should give this this teacher uh, a little name recognition. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's Jenny Thurtle. Now, Jenny uh, is wonderful. Uh, she's actually the uh, associate director, I thought her assistant director, of the school here in Melbourne. Um, the um, I think it's called the School for FM Alexander. Right, Stad- and, and that's the school for training teachers of the Alexander oh, yeah, technique. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So you were you. Having to, having read about the technique, mm. you, you were fortunate to have be in a in a city where there were se- several teachers, and you found a good one right near you. Yeah, absolutely. That's, very, that's, very <laughs> so when you first came, when when you came for your first lesson or two, what was your take on what was going what was going on? Ah, uh, the very first lesson, I knew that I'd found the thing that was going to make the difference. Now, in that very first lesson, um, one of the first things that Jenny did with me is show me how um, how I was uh, standing and, and sitting down, just that, that simple process from standing to sitting and back up again mm-hmm. and uh, how I was using... Uh, my legs and my 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 body, my torso, and my you know just kind of. Uh, and she asked me a question. She said, "Helene, um, what do you think holds your body up?" And I said, uh, "I'm not quite sure. My spine, I suppose. I'm not sure." And she showed me. She's got this fantastic book, and she showed me uh, pictures where I could see that there are these two little hooks, like right at the top of the skull, inside your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, sorry, top of the spine, and there are two little jiggamy bobbers. Yep. Um, it's a very technical term uh, yep. that that actually holds the whole um, skeletal system, I suppose. Well, oh, you, it, uh, it holds your head. They, they it holds your, your head. head. Yeah, mm-hmm. but 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 everything else kind of hangs from there, and it's like, oh my god, I didn't realize. I had no idea. So I started to kind of learn about my body. Um, like things that I'd never considered before and just opened my eyes to how how little I actually do know about how to use my body correctly. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think that what your, your experience of learning some very basic, um, some basic anatomical details and some basic understanding of how, how your, how you use joints in your body it comes as a big shock to a lot of new students. I think most people have never thought about those questions before. I certainly never did before I had Alexander lessons. I didn't know anything about my the structure of my body, I guess. So that sounds like your your experience too. Yeah, absolutely. One of the first things that Jenny showed me is the extent to which I use my shoulders <laughs> to do everything and and after that first and second lesson i mean I, I would be walking around my house going oh my god i'm raising you know kind of you know how you kind of lift your shoulders up you mm-hmm. kind of hold your shoulders up and so mm-hmm. everything you know your neck's kind of a little bit 
scrunched it, but, but my shoulders are doing all the work. So I'd walk with my shoulders. I'd, I'd reach to open a door handle with my shoulders up. I would sit at a computer with my shoulders up. I would uh, eat dinner with my shoulders up. I would, um, um, well, certainly playing the piano, my shoulders were up, you know, and everything that I was doing, I noticed, my God, I'm using these shoulders where I really don't need to. Right. And that was, that, that was, that was like shocking to see that. Um, and started to give me an insight into, well, no wonder, no wonder I'm in so much pain in my arms. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And did there come a time when she uh, worked with you while you were playing piano? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, it took a while. Um, I had to be willing to be patient and not play for a little bit. I had mm-hmm. to actually stop playing mm-hmm. because Jenny explained that if I was to keep playing – I would keep reinforcing those bad habits that I was using. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop for a couple of reasons. One is, first of all, for the pain. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was just, you know, I couldn't. But, but to uh, give myself a chance to learn some new ways of using my arms and my whole body, in fact. So, um, yeah, and then so because it was quite a few lessons down the track before she actually said to me okay why don't you bring in your music next week and we'll sit at the piano mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm-hmm. and how how did that go the your first experience with her actually helping you as you played the piano yeah well <laughs> it wasn't so much playing <laughs> yet as here was the the really interesting thing before she actually allowed me to play, she said, okay, now just lift your arms to the piano, to the keyboard. But lift your hands to the keyboard. Right. And I did in my normal fashion, you know, as I would. Yeah. And she said, okay, now, now what is it that actually took your hands to the keyboard? Mm-hmm. I said, uh, well, I think my I, – I, I couldn't really answer the question because I, I, I really didn't think about that ever. Um, and what she had me do was to uh, – she taught me in that, that first lesson to – uh, allow my like just a picture that my fingertips so to rest my hands on my knees mm-hmm. to organize my body you know to let my head be free so that my spine could lengthen and my shoulders could soften and broaden and so once I was sitting uh, right and my hands were resting you know my shoulders were were hanging uh, nice and soft mm-hmm. and my hands were just resting on my knees and she said okay now just picture with one hand with your left hand just imagine that you're just taking your fingertips to the keyboard because she said where the fingertips go the rest of the arm follows right <laughs> like, right well of course but it was like who had ever thought of that before you know right, so right. and effortlessly so i lifted my hand my fingertips i just focused on my fingertips lifting them to the keys mm-hmm. and of course my arm followed but there was it was effortlessly effortless and and I realized that there was no uh, – I didn't need to use my shoulders. I certainly didn't need to use my forearms or anything else, you know, any muscle. It was just – my arm just followed where my fingertips took it. Right, right. And that using your using – your, directing your fingertips to the, to the keyboard took you out of your old pattern, which probably yeah. involved – I'm guessing from what you've said, some hunching of your shoulders and yeah, probably some neck t- t- tightening. Did, yes. did it did it come at did some point did it did you get a sense that um, say sitting in front of a piano and putting bringing your fingers to the keyboard 
was quite a different thing than maybe sitting at a table and bringing your your fingers to the surface of the table that there was something about the piano itself that influenced you, the way you moved yes. your arms yes yes because yes. i see that all the time with with yes, pianists absolutely that there's a absolutely. whole world of 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 preconceived ideas and tensions and often yes. a lot of emotional stuff around it right it's not just yeah. a simple movement it's it's like your whole history of playing the piano kind of comes into that, right? You're so right. Yeah. Th- this was a completely transformational experience, this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It transformed my view of the world and of my life and of myself and of myself as a musician. Uh-huh. What it brought up was because <laughs> what I saw is that when I used to sit, come to the, to the piano, I'd sit on the piano stool and I'd come to the piano, before I lifted my hands – there was this whole there was this world of expectation of anticipation of excitement of oh my god i'm here at the piano again oh my god this is so important it's so exciting but it's very important and and very serious and very huh, you know i can't just play i can't just start playing it's like this is a very serious affair and yeah. All my history of the stops and starts along the way of playing and not playing and the teachers and the, you know, that I used to be good and now I'm not so good and all of that came into play. And I would sit there and it was, oh, I'm sorry, I keep touching the mic. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, All of my history was right there with me as I went to lift my hands to the piano. So no wonder my shoulders were up and my – this was very dramatic, you see, right, right. here I am at the piano. And it was kind of, you know, um, and what Jenny had me see is just to kind of – she said, okay, now just imagine that this is just a piece of wood. It's just wood and yeah. some plastic and some, yep, you know, yep, exactly. whatever. Yeah. And just, you know, like – and I would kind of lift my hands up by my fingertips and then just plunk, 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 you know, to take all the significance out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that what I was left with was creating a whole new relationship uh, between myself, like me and the piano uh, and music. And so, uh, and it was one based on, uh, well, it certainly didn't have all that history attached. You know, right, it was right. just a, 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 new, um, a new approach where there wasn't any of that significance. There was all the joy, sure, mm-hmm. but none of the significance and the emotion that was attached to it that had me tense up before I actually touched the keys. Right. Yeah, exactly. And um, over time, I'm assuming that you, you're you now playing on your own and progressing with lessons. Is that correct? Yes. And you don't have the pain that brought you to the technique in the first place or less of it? or. Yeah. Here's the... Here's the, the, the really exciting thing for me about Alexander Technique is that I cannot tell you now, uh, Robert, that I'm entirely pain-free. I never experience a moment of pain. It's all over. I'm good to go. Every every time I touch the piano, it's always, you know, Mm. in the right – I do still – because this – look, it's been um, about eight months maybe that I've been learning Mm -hmm. uh, the Alexander Technique. It's a lot of it is ingrained already, but mm-hmm. there certainly are times where I still come. For example, um, I started with Mozart, okay, mm-hmm. which is a very. I'm not saying that Mozart is easy, but it's it's less demanding on my hands and my arms. I've got small hands, so you know I could play Mozart and be able to apply the technique really easily. 
right before I stopped playing, when I was in that enormous pain, I was playing Brahms. Now, mm-hmm. for a small-handed person, <laughs> that was a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just had so much pain. Now, the thing that I know now to do when I play Brahms, I can catch myself reverting to my old habits and and interrupt that. If at the end of the play or even during the play I end up with pain, I stop. Mm-hmm. I don't continue thinking it'll be okay. You know, in the past I'd say, it's okay, it'll be all right, I'll just get to the end, it'll be okay. But I don't do that because I just love playing Brahms so much. But I stop uh, and I don't allow myself to continue. And if I need to, I know that I can uh, reorganize my body and if sitting doesn't help, I get on the floor. I've learned how to how to uh, well, treat is the wrong word, but I, I've learned how to uh, take care of my body mm-hmm. so that I can right. return to a state of zero pain. Right, right. And I assume you do constructive rest at times like that. Yeah. And and just for our listeners who may not know what that is, it's a very specific way of lying down. Uh, it usually involves your knees being elevated relative to your hips and some support under your head on a fairly firm surface. And that that configuration, just, just by itself, uh, helps decompress your body. Just yeah. even if you didn't know any Alexander technique, that would be beneficial. So you use <clears throat> you use that as kind of a break from from playing when things when when pain starts to creep in. Yeah, and absolutely. and some self directing, I assume as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, I I'd like to just uh, touch on another another uh, topic that you you mentioned in passing, but I think it. I think our listeners would be interested. You, you you made the statement that not only has this helped you with piano, but that it has kind of changed your life in all sorts of ways, right? Oh. Could, uh, could you? I know that's yeah. a huge topic. No, no, no. That's no, great. I but can, I but can could, you, could you yeah, give yeah. an example or two of what you mm. mean by that? Mm, for sure. Um, I also have bad knees, right? I I did a, a 5K run that I only ran half of it and walked the rest. But uh, shortly after that, I, I'd torn both of the meniscus, like in both my knees. Mm-hmm. And I used to go up steps. It was quite embarrassing to watch me. But I would, I would go up steps one at a time, go down steps one at a time. I couldn't if we went walking uh, about town. Um, I would go, like if we came to a hill, especially downhill, mm-hmm. was really challenging for my knees and for my legs. Mm-hmm. Um, what what has happened now through working with Jenny is that I can actually go upstairs and downstairs like a normal person, <laughs> just, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Right. And what I do the whole time, I'm talking to myself, I'm going up, 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 going mm-hmm. up, going up. Even if I'm going downstairs, I'm saying to myself, going right. up, going up. And right. what I mean by that is, let my head be free. I check in and make sure that my head is free and that my spine is lengthening, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm kind of holding myself up. And my legs just behave normally and I, I, it, it, that's made such a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I can walk around. I can, I'm not worried about, oh, gosh, we're going out for dinner. Well, am I going to have to encounter steps? Am I, you know, will they seat us upstairs in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that was such a challenge for me and now they're not. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. that's 
wonderful. So it's it has affected all sorts of areas of your life, not just yeah. not just piano playing. Absolutely. Is there anything we haven't talked about that uh, you want to mention before we come to a close? Um, well, just briefly that that this is something that I can use to take care of myself. I think I just said that before, but it's like in the past I would have run to the chiropractor, to the physio, to the doctor, to the uh, rheumatologist. Mm-hmm. And now I can mostly take, I haven't, I haven't been to see them in months and I can mostly take care of myself. And it's just a phenomenal um, experience to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe this would be a great place to, to bring our conversation to an end. Um, my my guest today has been Helene Goldberg, who uh, lives in Melbourne, Australia. Um, is I guess I guess you could best be described now as a serious student of piano playing, right? Yes. yes. And but but um, and 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 I would say, uh, from what you said, a pretty serious student of the Alexander technique as well. Yes. So and if. Um, and your teacher's name, which I've marked here, Jenny Thirtle, is that how it's pronounced? Yes. T-H-I-R-T-L-E, who lives uh-huh. in Melbourne. And so if you're, if you're listening to this uh, and, and you live in the Melbourne area, um, I will put a, what I will do is put a link to your blog, which is all about your experiences with, with uh, music, if that's okay. Absolutely. And if someone wants to locate Jenny, they can just send you an email. Yeah, And um, I'll also put a link to um, a site that has has general information about the Alexander Technique and will enable you to locate a teacher anywhere in the world. So I think with that, Helene, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Robert. Thank you.